Anthony Broom, Wolverine.com, the Wolverine.com, Michigan Insider. Have you been a lifelong Lions fan, Anthony? I have. Uh, and I was happy to wait there for a second. I got to sip on a little extra Lions Kool-Aid here on a Tuesday. Yeah, but I, you know, I've been on this theme uh, all summer where it's not the typical Kool-Aid, Anthony. I, I, I talked about depth. I went through it with Micro Mike, YouTuber, Lions follower, earlier on the show. Uh, you know, their weakest spot right now with J-Mo out is the depth at wide receiver. Yeah, uh, that's it's a bit of a concern. I mean, you, you need that guy. I mean, we know that they should be able to, um, they should be able to run the ball. They have a good offensive line, but you know, I I always get a little leery about those teams that can kind of cheat up uh, if you don't have someone that can can hit you over the top of a defense. So, uh, but hey, I I'm with you. I think that on paper, maybe maybe the best Lions team I've. You know, maybe not since I've been alive. Uh, I was around for some of those teams in the '90s, but um, yeah, they're as they're as good and as, as deep as they have been. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they can do. All right, let's move on from the Lions. I'll get your prediction on that game when we're done. But right now, Michigan uh, coaches poll comes out. Uh, no surprise there. No change. They're number two. It is interesting now, and maybe it's the Twitterverse, social networks. Uh, so much info out there, but. If you're not playing four complete quarters, your fan base is going nuts. Yeah, and that's that's going to happen. Uh, you know, you look at that football game, and on paper, uh, a 36 point favorite, you win 30 to three, and and really the three is kind of an asterisk. Uh, East Carolina kicks a sad, one of the saddest field goals I've ever seen at the end of the game. Uh, but hey, get your points, get your 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 moment, whatever it is. Um, you know, when you look at Michigan, I mean, they had the snafu down on the goal line, uh, which is a bit of a, a bit of a trend in the last few games that they've played. Um, you know, they, they've started their opening drive on the two-yard line. They, and again, I'm not making excuses. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, there were a couple of things that led to that being probably a little bit closer on the scoreboard than what it actually looked like. Uh, you want to see your second team come in see that big of a drop-off, just in case there's an injury at some point somewhere throughout the year. Uh, but I think overall, the way I described it was was workmanlike. Um, you know, there's a little bit of juice missing just because of the Harbaugh stuff that's going on. I think they did miss that fire and that killer in- instinct just a little bit on the sidelines on Saturday afternoon, but I-, I don't need this team to look like, you know, gangbusters in, in September. We know it's going to build to something bigger as the year goes on, and Everything that I saw from them that registers as, you know, a bit of a question mark, you know, like the run game, the offensive line, those are things that are going to get ironed out. I have no doubts about that at all. Uh, the pass rush was far better uh, than the, the lack of the sack uh, in that game would indicate. So uh, special teams, maybe a little bit of an adventure, maybe something that uh, people should should put down as, as something to be concerned about or something to keep an eye on. But overall, uh, I think about what I expected. What surprised you about the game and what disappointed you? If you had to go to both questions here with answers, what would they be? Uh, I think surprise me would probably be, uh, I thought the offensive line would be better. I think, you know, on paper coming into the season, obviously you have some new guys up front, Drake Nugent and Miles Hinton come over from Stanford. They didn't really get a ton of action in the spring, so... Uh, you know, the fact that there's there's a bit of a lack of communication I see on film, and, and that's something that should improve with time. And uh, I just think that offensive line will wind up being fine. But the fact that you know they weren't 
you know, they weren't able to run the ball, even though it was a bit of a, you know, they were loading the box and, and hey, credit to Michigan's offense. You know, when a team is loading the box against you, you got to be able to throw the football. And they did that extremely well. Uh, we'll see how sustainable that is. East Carolina was, I believe, the nation's 128th ranked pass defense last season. Don't look a heck of a lot better coming into this year. But, um, yeah, like I said, I, I think disappointment-wise, you, you would have liked to see Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum uh, break off a few more big runs, uh, see them maybe light up the stat sheet a little bit more. But uh, I think at the end of the day, the fact that everyone comes out of that game mostly unscathed as it pertains to injuries is is my biggest takeaway. And from week one to week two, what are you expecting? What should the Michigan fans be expecting when it comes to a different set of head coaches and still no hardball? Well, I think that I think we're going to see the pass rush record um, a, a few sacks. I, mean, I was going to say a few more, but anything's more than zero. So I think we're going to see them rack up some of those sack numbers. I think they will run the ball better. Uh, there were people on social media saying that Blake Corum looks like he's lost a step. I just saw a guy that one was tentative. I, you know, there's some natural rust to knock off when you haven't been on the field in eight or nine months and, and you know, the contact was limited in camp. I, I have no doubts that Mike Hart will have him ready to go. Um, you know, there weren't as many wide open running lanes to, to get through either due to some of those communication issues up front, due to the fact that, again, I mean, ECU was, was, is, did what I think a lot of teams will try and do this year and, and not let Michigan beat them on the ground. So you have credit where credit's due there, but I do think that that run game uh, probably has a, a big day on Saturday and, and with both backs making a lot of plays. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, a Michigan insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, when you look at the Big Ten for week one, uh, who is your most impressive team? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be impressed with what we saw at Penn State. I know that game was probably a little bit closer than people expected, but the hype around them, yeah, you know, their defense and what their offense has a chance to be, I think is legitimate. Uh, I, I think at least out of week one, everything, you know, week one is overreactions week. I think that if you're looking for someone that maybe is a little better positioned to be, you know, a, phys- a more physical challenge for Michigan in this Big Ten conference, I think it's Penn State. Uh, you know, I was surprised. I was surprised by the fact that Ohio State struggled the way it did at Indiana, given. Um, again, I know they're breaking in a new quarterback, and then there's some some things still to sort out there. But uh, their offensive line play was not good, and and that's something that, again, I, again, it might be something like Michigan, where better communication, more reps together, gets it figured out. But you know, I, I think my biggest takeaway from the weekend is that the pecking order to me is still. Michigan sitting there at the top, uh, Penn State sitting there at number two, and then Ohio State has a lot of work to do. But what I saw on Saturday, that's a team that could lose two, two or three games this year. I look at the first weekend in the Big Ten, and for what it's worth, and with some decent opponents, others playing dog teams, I think Michigan's journey to an undefeated season, the only possible hiccup, I believe, sits there at Penn State. That's about the only team I watched, and I said – they got enough if their quarterback continues to mature and grow. It will be at Penn State, which is one of the most hostile environments in the Big Ten. I know Ballas said that would be uh, their only loss. I know I've said undefeated, but uh, that game right there kind of pulses at me after one week in the Big Ten. Yeah, and, and I saw that as a coin flip game coming into the year. So, I mean, I picked Michigan to go 12-0, and but certainly if they lose at Penn State, 
it's not going to be very surprising if it does happen. Uh, we saw it almost happen two years ago. Tough place to go play. And, you know, Penn State, to their credit, I mean, and again, it could be, you never know, it could be fool's gold. Um, you know, last year they had, I believe the nation's, uh, it was a top three or four run defense. They come into Michigan and get run onto the tune of 400 plus yards. So, uh, you know, Penn State's got to keep proving that too. Uh, but certainly, you know, if Michigan goes to Penn State and drops the game, I mean, it's it just, it's going to be interesting to see because those pecking order games start on October 21st when you look at, you know, uh, you know, Penn State coming to play at Ohio State and Michigan goes, goes and plays at Michigan State and then, it's kind of that's kind of where Big Ten season to me really kind of begins to to start getting an idea of where that pecking order is at. So we'll see what happens. Was impressed with Penn State. Always going to kind of be leery of them because the post you know Saquon Barkley years have been so up and down. But I think this is their best roster they've had since then. His name is Anthony Broom. He's an insider at the Wolverine.com. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee. Cast line, Michigan Week 2 against UNLV Saturday. And the Big House, you can follow everything University of Michigan Athletics at TheWolverine.com. Also, Anthony Clayton, I think Chris did a podcast last night. You got the Skeen Ballast podcast, all at TheWolverine.com. We'll hear Skeen on the radio in less than an hour. Anthony, appreciate the Wolverine update. Of course, Lions 35, Chiefs 31. Yeah, and I was just going to ask you that. There you go. Lion, there. You know what? Everyone we talked to on air today has picked the Lions. Nobody has picked the Chiefs. They're going to unveil their Super Bowl win over the Eagles. Probably show a trophy like a Lombardi and their big rings. And the Lions are jumping on that bus to KCI with a W. Thank you, Anthony. Of course. Thank you, guys.